chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0! Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Andrew Passaro alongside Alex Moss and Javier Revelo. The Premier League is in the books. The Champions League is in the books. Congratulations to Alex and Chelsea. I haven't had a chance to say that yet on the podcast. So credit to you. I watched 0% of the, ma- the match, so you can thank me for not betting on Manchester City. You, you wanted us up. to win, Andrew. You know you, wanted, um, you, want, you know you wanted Man City oh, to stay out of the, One, the Champions League and European Cup holders club in England. We made sure of it. Definitely. 100%. Yes. And I, and I appreciate you and Kai Havertz's excellent work uh, a few Saturdays ago while I was driving down to the beach. There was, um, well, I wasn't driving. I was just co-piloting. And by co-piloting, I mean uh, running the Oxcord, doing the important work, obviously. Um, but we're back. The Premier League season is concluded and something that we've done in seasons past and either, honestly, we've done it in the middle of the season and we've done it at the end of the season is we like to build our team of the season. Usually we do max three players from one club. Alex came up with Javier a did. more difficult. Yeah, it was not me. Yes. Oh, Javier, my bad. I apologize. I didn't know. I Alex sent the text, so I just assumed whoever sent the text to the group was the one who came up with the idea. That's probably bad thinking on my part. But anyways, uh, team of the season, 11 players, 11 different clubs, which definitely put a, uh, a spicier take on we've, this. We we've usually done three our... at most from any one club, but now we're really getting my, down yeah. to My thought you know, is like our, our teams are always so similar when we do that, and I'm looking yeah, now at sure. how our teams look, and like they're pretty different. We have a couple of the same players, but... I tried to go uh, just a little bit different because I knew that some of the more obvious players like should be on the team. I'm not going to say who I haven't included yet, but there's a couple players that obviously should be on my team or could be on my team, but I didn't pick it because we had the restriction of one player from each club. And I tried to make it so that like it made sense in my formation, like approximately having those players there. So like I didn't just like... Uh, pick you know two super attacking players to play in midfield when like that's not balanced at all and you would probably get crushed if you ever played something like that so just an example like that is like how I drafted my team with that type of thought the only position that I really struggled to find a player that I was really really happy with this year was right back (laughs) I will say how Um, there's been so many good right backs I think it's more of a matter of like picking the right one that you know because if you I feel like I mean I feel like I picked the wrong one, but uh, I could always change it because I haven't. Well, I mean you're going first, team, so uh, but, you. Uh, um, what format? Hold on, before we start, what formation did everybody uh, go I, with? I went with a three-four-three three because I actually think that was the formation that, like, in the in big games this season, Chelsea, even Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, not really, but like pretty much, yeah, all, all the other no. big teams have played. Three four threes, Tottenham as well. Um, I, I wouldn't it, say that for Le- Manchester City. Leicester, Manchester City play it every now and then, but they're not. They're but they not, do. Like, they do in it. big games. They did it against you guys, and they've done it against other in teams the before. Premier League game that you said was a dead rubber. They did it because they had to rotate all their other players, and I, I, they lost. Yeah, I'm just saying it's uh it's it's a it's a formation that's often used in big games, and it's why I picked it. I like I, I had the thought of of using the three four three for that reason. But obviously, like most people, will use four three threes, and that's what I'm doing. I'm going with a four three three with a uh, with a central attacking midfielder. So, I guess I'll go first. We'll start with the front line. Harry Kane up top. I mean, it, I'm not going to say he was robbed for player of the year, yeah, didn't, but didn't uh, Kevin De Bruyne best win striker it? in the league. I, I don't think that's really up for debate. I was a little surprised by that. I mean, he was good. Kevin De Bruyne but it wasn't won his it, best season. And, yeah, it wasn't his best season, but he was he was excellent in a season where. Manchester City changed their style of play a lot, and he had another fantastic year. I think you could have given, given it to Kane. I think you could have given it to Diaz before you gave uh, it to uh, Kevin De Bruyne. G- Gundogan scored and kept that team like going, like while De Bruyne was injured. 
Gundogan's the reason they like went on that run that like they just never lost. So I don't know. I saw. I, I just thought I was a little surprised by that. Like it just kind of felt like a default. Like oh, he's their best player, which he is overall. But you know, I didn't think this was De Bruyne's best season. Yeah, but uh, newsflash, Kevin De Bruyne not in my team. Uh, so Harry Kane at striker, a right wing, Mo Salah from Liverpool, obviously. Um, and then to finish out my, my left wing, I was a little stuck there, and this is where I went a little creative. He's played on the left, he's played through the middle, he's played in midfield, but I put Jack Grealish up on the left on the left side. I thought Grealish had a really strong year. I wanted to put Emiliano Martinez in, but when I figured out I could put in somebody else at goalie, I decided to swap out Grealish for him. At central attacking midfielder, there's one and only Bruno Fernandez. Uh, and then I have two uh, defensive midfielders, um, we got to start with the man, the myth, the legend, N'Golo Kante. And then I've got uh, Thomas Suchek from West Ham, more of a gritty player, can score goals. off a set piece. I could have put Suchek Declan Rice like there, but I kind of like uh, Suchek's. I know. I like, I, and a bunch of them off set pieces. So um, I, I love, I, if I'm a West Ham fan, I'm as long as we have those two players of, of Suchek and Declan Rice, you know that you can kind of run with most teams in the league. We'll see if both of them stay at West Ham through the transfer window. That's going to be something to watch. Uh, back line, Ruben Diash at center back. I went with Ben White alongside of him from Brighton. He had a you know a decent year. He's been rumored to a bunch of top clubs. Got called up to the Euros with the English national team. At left back, Lucas Digne from Everton. Not his strongest season, but after burning a lot of the uh, other top left back uh, um, candidates in terms of like notable players, because I could you know you couldn't put Andy Robertson there because I already picked Salah. And then I'm actually gonna steal one from you guys because I had I had Kyle Walker Peters written down at right back, but uh, Stuart Dallas I actually think will fit this team nicely in the like attacking sense. And then at side at, at goalkeeper, this is where Casper Schmeichel fits right in. Again, I wanted to put Emiliano Martinez in. I thought he had a fantastic year, but when I realized I had room for Grealish, I had to go with Grealish. So that's that's my fourth three like three team. I like it. I actually today. also uh, considered Ben White for my team. Uh, he's like a notable mention. I mean, Brighton were actually, they only conceded like 48 goals, which I know that it's like kind of sounds like a lot, but everyone else around them conceded like 50, 60, 70 goals. So they they were defensively not not terrible, and most of it was because of the, the Ben White and Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk, you could have even said as well, he had like five Premier League goals, and both of them really good. Yeah, Their goalkeeper had a good done, year, too. He got well. called up Sanchez. to the Spanish national team. And most notably, they, they improved as the season went on, where yeah. uh, I think... I, mean, I think we mentioned it around the time that Chelsea played Brighton when the whole Super League thing was popping off, and we drew them nil-nil, that Brighton, actually, in that time period, since Tuchel took over at the beginning of January, up until that point, so like a two-month span, they were the second-best defensive team in the in the league behind Chelsea. So they, uh, coming coming into the, the last couple like months of the season, they really improved defensively, and Ben White was a big reason for that. And he's like a... He's capable of playing a lot of positions as well, and I don't think he's been included in the full England squad for the Euros, but they, they included him in like the preliminary one, and he's played a couple friendlies, and I guess they're preparing him for the World Cup and uh, future things. He's he's definitely one to watch, um, and can, I can kind of make sense of that. Uh, I guess I go into my team now, or actually, did anyone else have Jack Grealish? Javier? Yeah. No, he... I, yeah, I Javier had Grealish. I we can get to Grealish in a little bit, because we definitely need to talk about him. Conte, I didn't have Conte, and I, I, I do want to mention... I'm not going to, like, argue and say you shouldn't have N'Golo Conte in your team, because he still had, like, pretty good... He had, like, a good statistical season. He just didn't play uh, a big chunk of the season. And... Uh, as a result, he ended up having a good like season instead of like a great one. I think he was top ten in in like tackles and and blocks and interceptions and things like usual. But he wasn't around that top five that he usually would be. So still a good season from Conte, and it ended with him obviously winning the Champions League. So I can see why I included him in there. Um, all the other ones, yeah, I'm just gonna have in my team. So I'll cover in my team. I kind of more so focused on players that were more durable this season. Just because this of all seasons has been one that uh, uh, we, we've seen so many injuries and so many teams affected by injuries and having their entire league seasons uh, turned around by one or two injuries or even more, that the players that managed to stay healthy for the vast majority of the season, I like favored enormously. So uh, 
At the back, Adamiliano Martinez in goal. He had 15 clean sheets. He was third in clean sheets behind Mendy and Ederson. And he was second in safe percentage behind Nick Pope. So he faced a whole lot of shots and did very, very well with them. Right back, Stuart Dallas, same as you. He had like eight goals and two assists in thirty all 38 games played. Ruben Diaz, football writers player of the player of the season at center back. He makes sense. He slots in pretty easily. Uh, and then left center back went a little bit different and went with Ben Godfrey, mainly because he played uh, 31 games in the league. In those 31 games, he played at center back, left back, and right back for like a vast majority of uh, the time because there were so many injuries at Everton that Ancelotti was forced to play player, players like him at left back eight times, right back four times, and he played center back where he usually does play 18 times. And he did really, really well there, and he was kind of like Ben White, got himself a call up to the English national team and isn't going to go to the Euros, but is one they're looking at for the future. I mean, so he, I think he, he, he was one that even even on Norwich, he stood out when he was on Norwich. Absolutely. And yeah, then Everton, him. you know, Everton snapped him up, and he's now definitely one of the top, uh, like, young Premier League defensive talents i mean i think he's only like 24 25 years old so for for a defensive player that's you still got a lot of years a lot of um mileage to go so yeah he's uh he's exciting i I like that inclusion um i didn't really think of him but but that's pretty good yeah he's 23 wow yeah 23 people look people usually look to michael he won't be 24 till january like try to like sort of say that he's the best defender there but i think because of his ben godfrey's versatility and now this uh, call up to the, or half call up to the England national team, he can kind of start looking at himself as, you know, the same level, if not better, um, especially when it comes to uh, if there's another injury crisis like this in weeks or years to come. So the rest of my team left back Aaron Cresswell. I just thought he had like kind of a quietly amazing season. He had eight goals, 36 games played of the 38, uh, 11 clean sheets in uh, games where he played 90 minutes. I was considering between him and Kieran Tierney, but Tierney only played 26 games and Cresswell had 36. And so I I kind of uh, gave it to Cresswell in that regard. Um, Then moving on to midfield, pretty easy for me. Yuri Tillman's right center midfield, Eve Basuma, defensive midfield, Mason Mount, left center midfield, and Bruno Fernandez, center attacking midfield. So it's going to be a 4-4-2. And my front two is going to be Mo Salah and Harry, Harry Kane. Uh, the two top leading goal scorers in the league, and then number three behind them at Cam, Bruno Fernandez, And then those other three players in midfield, I don't know if you guys want to talk about them a bit more, but I just kind of valued what Tielemans was doing for Leicester in a season where everyone else it seemed in their in their uh, team was getting injured, and he was the one constant driving things from midfield, making things happen if they were down. He played all yeah, 38 he was, games. He was probably the other one that, that stood out. In this Leicester side, other than Casper uh, Schmeichel, who you Scored know was stellar all season, Cup. and I think behind, like I think in terms of like raw goalkeeping ability, Schmeichel was up there. But yeah, Tielmans was, you know, box to box midfielder, a threat, scored goals, got assists. Do you like hear some more every of, uh, game. the stats for this season? He had six goals in thirty eight games, four assists, seventy seven tackles in the Premier League, second on the team. Second to Wilfred and Didi. So I, I, just shows I was you. looking at the stats earlier, too. I mean, just for comparison, N'Golo Conte, I think, had 78 tackles. So it's like he was making as yeah. many tackles as N'Golo did in the league this year. So that's that's definitely an but impressive I'm, move I'm just going to put it out there. He, uh, Tielemans played all 38 games. N'Golo did not play all 38 games. But, you know, Tielemans is just he's Leicester's best box-to-box oh, midfielder Bissou- right Bissouma now. Bissouma had like 120 tackles. He had 114 tackles, third uh, in the league, yeah, 60 so. interceptions, and he led. Eves uh, Basuma led uh, Brighton with 60 interceptions. He, he's a hell of a player, and he's heavily rumored to be going to Arsenal. We'll see if Arsenal actually get the money together to go and get him. He'd be an excellent. Uh, yeah, investment. I would. I would love. I would love him. Liverpool, yeah, that's. Liverpool I was scared that. Him I'm scared that Liverpool are going to come in and try to try to snatch him up. And I mean, it, it looks apparently that he's an Arsenal fan, but I, I never believe those things. So. I'll be I'll be happy if we if a player like that doesn't get snatched out of our hand because he's the type of player that could absolutely change the the look of the midfield and he does take a lot of shots and doesn't get that many goals um, so I don't know if that's like a positive thing but yeah I, I like his inclusion as well interesting that both you know Ben White 
I think um, Lewis Dunk and Basuma all could have been like Brighton's player of the season. And I think Basuma won it. But it's interesting that we all like considered. I, I actually didn't end up having a Brighton player, but two, two, two out of three of us had a Brighton player in our you know team of the season, which I think shows that they have quality there, that they have a good team. They just, I think they've kind of underperformed these last couple of years. You start looking for quality at near the bottom of the league, and you're like Fulham, nah, West Brom, nah, yeah, <laughs> Sheffield, nah. Like Brighton's one of the few teams that has some. Pretty talented players who, in terms of like how they I consider that center back Adrobio, uh, who's obviously like on loan from Manchester City, but I thought he was really good. I, in I, Fulham. Think he, I think I think Fulham bought him uh, about a year ago. Uh, they loaned uh, him okay. for a year, and now they own him. But I thought he was, even though Fulham got relegated, Fulham weren't terrible defensively. I was looking at their their record. I mean, they had a good run where they had like three or four clean sheets, and you know they, there was a bunch of games they lost. 1-0 or drew 1-1 and you know they they could have had a if they if their like goal scoring didn't dry up for a good you know 10-15 game period then I think they could have they could have stayed up but um, I'm sure they'll be they'll bounce back and be back soon but I I mean yeah you're right there wasn't a lot of talent near the bottom um, and then obviously you know your Mason Mount I I, yeah, I, I have to make I have to mention Mason yeah. before we move on because it looks like I'm the only one who included him well, again, I have a caveat. I have one. a caveat with him, where like I like I wanted him in my team, but I had to like change the because of like I was doing a three well, four I'm, three. I'm going to change your mind. I've already seen who your Chelsea pick is, and I'm going to change your mind. But Mason Mount, like I said, I'm I'm prioritizing durability. Uh, he played all. He had an appearance in all 38 games. Didn't necessarily start all 38 games. Six goals, five assists, 75 tackles, second on the team behind Ingolo Kante. He was fourth on the team in terms of blocks and fourth on the team in interceptions. So he's stuffing the stat sheet, uh, uh, to use an NBA term, and um, like no other player really since N'Golo Kante. Now, of course, and, you look at the, the goals the and thing, assists, the, one thing, the six yeah, and five, say, and you don't yeah. think it's amazing. But when you watch him, you you just understand he just makes up for it with the everything energy, else he The does. energy he brings to the team, like he's a leader already at his young age. He presses more than I think any other player. Maybe N'Golo presses as much, but I think Mason actually might press more than him. Like That's how hard this kid works. So, yeah, he's a super exciting talent. I think he was Chelsea's best player this season, and I mean, I definitely would have him in my team, I think, as well. Maybe maybe I'm going to change it as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, should yeah. I go well, with my I'll, team I'll now? I'll convince you to change it. You, um, I'll say this about Mason. I'll, I'll say this about Mason, too. Uh, how many more assists would he have had if uh, um, oh, you know, Timo Werner was started when I was looking Timo Werner, 27 offsides. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't crazy. have it memorized, but I think uh, his expected goals was like like five, so he outperformed that by scoring six, and then his expected assists was like eight, and he only had five assists. And I was like, I bet Timo was responsible for like at least two of those. <laughs> Just like... So many it's chances just soft missed. Too. It's it's definitely more. But whatever he set up more, the game winning yeah. chance. I mean, no, and I look, goal in the Champions League final all makes up for it. Yeah, Javier, I think it's uh, up to you because uh, we all oh, have yeah. Kane and Bruno and Salah. Okay, yeah, and uh, all right. So for me, I I also went with Schmeichel, uh, Andrew, because I I actually think in terms of like points for a team. I don't think, like, between Martinez and Schmeichel, but, like, obviously Leicester finished way higher. So, for me, I think Martinez, like, was a better, maybe, overall goalkeeper because of the amount of saves he made. But I think Schmeichel got more points than any other goalkeeper this season. Like, the dude made so many critical, you like, last-minute fucking top-corner saves and crazy yeah, saves. Yeah, he also and, gifted a bunch of points to Chelsea right at the uh, the last game of the season. Yeah. Good he old did. Casper he the did. Friendly Ghost. But, but but there was no one this season. Ederson, uh, I mean, I guess Mendy. Mendy didn't really make any errors. Really but, my list? but almost every goalkeeper, Allison made errors. Loris, Leno. I mean, every every keeper from like uh, you know, the big teams. I made, almost made considered errors. Allison for this. I almost considered Allison for this for the 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 goal alone. Had a goal like. The, I actually, yeah. I, I, I meant to bring I mean, that, that up. That was Andrew, goal did you consider him? Because I was going to be like, all right, I, that's, screw that's it. I'll have good. Matt that's Target smart, as yeah. my left back instead, and I'll have Allison no. as my goalie. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't consider him because he missed too much time. Number one, 
Um, number he's two, he's the reason you're in he, Champions League next year. No, you could say Salah is because there were periods of the season yeah, maybe, where, but like at that like, point, like it was Mo over. Was, that was the game. You were drawing that game. You probably should have lost it, and then you win out yeah. of nowhere from your goal. Like that's insane. Yeah. We talked about how insane it was at the time, but, but right, it was. But at the same time, like yes, that moment was huge, and they did it in that moment. But I mean, I could also talk about the fucking Everton game where the goal should have stood and and they called the fucking offsides in the Henderson goal. And that that would have been the draw instead of a win, like or a win instead of a draw, like the amount of like we had a bunch of moments like that in the first half of the season. So as much as I want to say, like, yes, that was a that was the moment of the season. That was the goal of the season. I don't think that I think it's without a doubt. Mohamed Salah was the player that you could count on every single week to give you everything. And yes, Allison had the most clutch moment of the season but I think again you want to talk about a durability and you want to talk about like doing it on every single game week it's Salah and it's not even a conversation uh the uh, the goalie that I did think of that I didn't get a name of was uh the the Dubrovka the second half of the season and then Darlow for the first half of the season Dubrovka in the second half of the season was a fucking brick wall in a bunch of games where there was like a point there where like our Newcastle going to go down and then they yeah, like fixed a, everything. It's a, it's and a good shout out. It's survived. a good shout out. But, um, so yeah, I had cash for yeah. Michael then like, like, at, like uh, you guys, I also had Stuart Dallas, but I had him at right wing back. So for me, it was even more like important to have that attacking like presence that can also like move into midfield, which Dallas has also played yeah, in midfield. I feel like we, we need to mention that Dallas played the majority of this season as a midfielder. He yeah, just exactly. has played right wing so back he, for the majority of his career. So in like a three four three, he can drift into the midfield and do what he does, like his runs deep deep through the middle and, and get get those goals like with the late runs in the box. And I think he would be perfect in this type of formation. Um next to him I think I'd have Ruben Diaz, um, you know, the 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 player of the year you know everything that we've said about him he he was fantastic this year i think it's it's pretty insane that this was his first year in the league um i think you can credit pep guardiola for that you know he won uh as well manager of the year i think yesterday um so you know congratulations to him because he i think he deserved it this year i think that was alex's pick as well on the last pod when we when we like we're talking about those picks but yeah, Ruben Diaz, fantastic. Um, and then next to him, this is this might be controversial because obviously uh, Bruno Fernandez was probably Manchester United's best player this season. But I have Maguire, who I think without Maguire, Manchester United are just they're garbage. Like they're not nearly as good. He's the leader in the team. He's the the brick wall at the back and the only one who really knows how to defend. I mean, yeah, Wabasaka is actually probably a really good defender as well, but. You know that's two out of four. They really, really need Maguire, or that 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 backline falls apart. So for me, um, I think they miss him way too much in the dressing room. They wish Luke like, Shaw had a good He's year. just too big of a presence on set pieces. Um, so I I think he does really well um, in 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 like a three four three. Um, and then I'd also have Thiago Silva, who I think is really really good in a three four three. Who played in almost all of Chelsea's big games this season. You know contributed to Chelsea being the second best defensive team in the league and going on that, you know, insane run of clean sheets um, with Thomas Tuchel. And, you know, he, it's sad that he had to go off in the in the in the Champions League final, but I'm glad he got to actually lift that trophy because he's been such a phenomenal player throughout his career at AC Milan and, and um, now, you know, and at PSG. And now, you know, he got so close so many times to get that trophy and he never got it. So good for him to, to get it. And I know, Alex, the that, only, like... The, the only the, thing the, I have to say... So about if, if, if... Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to put the caveat. Like, if I was doing a 4-3-3, I would not have Thiago Silva on my team. I would just have it Diaz-Maguire, and then I would have Mason Mountain, like, in the midfield. So You should probably do that, because Thiago Silva only played 23 games in the league for us. He oof. got injured oh, like, early I, part I of the realize, season. I thought and he then he had a big injury in the... I think it was Tuchel's third game against Tottenham. Where Christensen came on, and then from that moment on, Christensen was just like the second coming of Franz Beckenbauer. And then Thiago Silva didn't come back until that West Brom game. And we lost like 5-2 or 5-3 or whatever it was. So then he didn't play for a few more weeks. And then he played some of the run-in, and he was excellent again. So he was he was very much sort of like the uh, like the older general that you just sort of like wheel in and you know get his wisdom like he he built built the rest of the team up with his leadership and you know instilling confidence in players like Reese James. Reese James was like 
at the verge of tears when Silva had to go off injured in that final. But you saw Silva's influence in the Chelsea team that, uh, that you know, it didn't matter when he went off. And that was a good thing. It, it wasn't a slight against Silva. It's he's, you know, instilled that confidence in them now to this point where Andreas Christensen can come in and just pick up where he left off and have the game of his life. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to argue against Silva being in there, but off of my parameters I, that I mentioned, I, like I agree longevity, with you. I, I agree 23 you, games isn't enough. That, that's not enough. I didn't realize he hadn't played that much, so I'll, I think I'll change that pick. Um, but I have at, at left wing back or left back. Does that mean Mason? Bukayo Saka. Uh, who I had to include an Arsenal player, um, and obviously, like it, it was either Kieran Tierney or Saka in this position, and I mean either one of them, both of they were like you know are probably our top two players. For some reason, Nico Pepe won second in player in like our voting, but I don't I don't think I think it was either Tierney. I think it's because Tierney didn't didn't play that much, like you said, Alex. I think he only played twenty six games, so. Saka played I think almost every game. There was only a couple games where like he was rested for Europa, but. He was a mainstay in our squad. He was pretty much the reason why we didn't finish, you know, in like 12th or 13th place this season and still had a decent season. I mean, he had five goals and three assists and he played everywhere. He played left back. He played right back, left wing, right wing. Um, You know, he played 10. He played in the midfield. So he's just such a versatile player. And that's why England are taking him to the Euros. So, you know, I had to include our, our player of the season. I had to have an Arsenal player in it. So. You know that's why I have Saka in there, but I, I, it could be Tierney. Tierney's probably the more natural left back if we're if I'm doing a four three three, and then my midfield since I, I am changing it, Alex, I'm putting Mason Mount in my team because I, I told wanted you him I in there. You. <laughs> yes, I want him in there. I'm putting Mason Mount in, um, and then I have next to him. Uh, so Andrew, I also had Jack Grealish in my team. I think before his injury, I think we were all talking about him on this pod, being like he's player of the season right now like he's like hands out the best that's like, why i left grealish out because of the injury at the end of the season they kept but, him out for but like i think three but months. i think like because he did it for because he did it for i think he did th- three fourths of the season i think that's enough for me where i was like he did it for 30 games yeah he was out for the last like eight games or nine games but that's not his fault that like he had such a bad injury so for me he he played so well in the games before that i i, I had to have him in my team and then uh declan rice who I know that you went with us. He played it could 26 have been games, man. Okay, 26. 26 games total. I mean, it's the same as so Tierney. 60% and that was, of the games, so yeah. 12. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what like made me pick Emmy Martinez because he was like there the whole time. But but I he's mean, a goalie, yeah. and I just agree. If you think of the best player on Aston Villa and the talisman and the player that you would absolutely think they could not they could do without is Jack Grealish and. I mean, it, as soon as he went down, like the team became like you know about almost back to their relegation form. Yeah. So, so well, no, no, I would disagree. I would say before this season, Aston Villa were a team that if you took Jack Grealish off, I mean, even with him, they were still battling against relegation. But with the signings they made in the summer, Emmy Martinez being one of the very big ones um, amongst others, mm-hmm. when he went out. Yeah, they had some runs of like bad results, maybe two or three games no, yeah, where they didn't right. get they a win. Had some but decent then results, yeah. other players stepped up. El Ghazi, Bertrand Traore. They had plenty of other talent on there. John McGinn. Ollie Watkins uh, had Ollie a good Watkins, year. Absolutely, exactly. At 14 goals. He was excellent. They, they had enough players to maintain that sort of mid-table status. Yes, they didn't get to go realize their goals of like European football, but if he, they can keep Grealish healthy, then I can definitely see them making like an actual push for Europe and maybe having the kind of season that West Ham had uh, this season. Because uh, uh, on paper, their squad looks about as good, if not better, than West Ham's, wouldn't you think? I think this would be a pretty pretty filthy England midfield. Rice, Grealish, Mount. Yeah, yeah, it would. I think I, that, that, that may be a, a midfield like a that bit, starts at the Euros. It's a bit ballsy. It's a bit Pep Guardiola versus Chelsea in a Champions it's League final. Attacking. It's a bit like disrespectful. Yeah. Like We're just going to throw like two of our attacking midfielders on and you know disrespect you. But I mean, yeah, that's uh, uh, to talk about Rice a little bit. I, I, it was tough for me. I don't know if I if I had a West Ham player. I don't think I did. You, but you I did. Definitely you had, considered a did, few. You had Aaron Cresswell, which Cresswell, I didn't really it. consider. Yeah. And, and that I, I was, was trying a good to one. decide between Cresswell, uh, Soufal for light uh, for right back, who was very very good. Who they also signed from uh, Slavia Prague along with Suchek, and I was considering Rice as well. So. 
yeah, Rice may not have like the goals that Sukhek had off of the the set pieces, but his but defensive he made solidity such a and like yeah, the, the game for the, them. the way that yeah, just the influence he has on the game, his passing, his his range of just play. He's just such a good player. He's so young. And people too. think, I think of him as like a defensive like. He kind of has the, the the Kante like problem where people think of Kante as like a defensive midfielder, but the best thing about both those players is that like yeah they're good defensively, but they drive the ball forward either like dribbling or with their passing and distribution better than some of the best midfielders in the world. So I, I wouldn't pigeonhole Rice into like this Sergio Busquets kind of like uh, no you know, he's so, I think he's much like more hold. versatile and. Uh, uh, he's going to be a, a, a really good player in the league for a long time. I'm sure he's going to make a big move in the next couple of years here. So, um, like Andrew said, they're going to have to hold on to him, and you know we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then to round off my front line, um, we all had Mohamed Salah. You know he was the the second highest goal scorer. Um, I think he was Liverpool's highest goal scorer and a sister. I think, um, and clearly Liverpool's driving force and best player this entire season. I was like thinking of Liverpool players to include, and I didn't really think of Allison, but I couldn't really think of anyone but Salah that would deserve. Maybe Andy Robertson, but Robertson yeah, exactly. played the entire season. So he, he might be the one that, games, that you could say with the, the consistency. With the way that the Van Dyke injury affected the team, like he just wasn't getting the, the crosses in at the right time because he wasn't in the same place as he would have normally been. So I don't, this wasn't, I mean, Andy had a fine year, but it wasn't anything like the last year or the year before. He just didn't have the stats. I mean, I'm sure he did defensively, but, uh, you know, the, the Andy Robertson throwing a cross into Firmino or, or Mane and getting a, an assist off it and, can, you know, getting 10, I think Trent and Andy Robertson both had double digit assists last year and neither of them came close to that this year. So just, uh, you know, the injury effect. But yeah, we're Sala, talk about Sala, these last two. The, yeah, these because, last uh, two. I, 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 this is I went, where we, we all differ. Yes, and I went a little bit different for these last two because I knew everyone was going to go Harry Kane. Um, but I actually think Human Son has been just as good as Harry Kane this year. So I have him at le- like at left wing, and I have Dominic Calvert-Lewin as striker. So I'm going to explain both of these. Uh, so first I'll start with Son. I think Son has been just as good as Kane. Kane's taken the penalties this season. Kane has five penalty goals. Son had 17 goals and 10 assists in the league this season. Um, so while, yes, Harry Kane had 23 goals and 14 assists, but um, if you look at the amount of chances that each player created, which was the same amount, um, as well as uh, the amount of chances that each player took, so Son took less than half the shots that Kane took, but he scored as many goals. Like he just didn't get to take the penalties, right? I think Kane scored one more yeah. goal. Do you, do you know why that is? Okay, but, because and then let, let me Ming finish. goes missing for big chunks of seasons. Like I'm, I'm just going to be the one to his, say it. This was his it's best been true season. for a while now, and he did yeah, it but, this season too. He was great to start, and then he went missing like for half the season, and you know no one said anything about it because you know there was there were other players Harry to talk Kane. about, but people and people like him, so they well, just I mean, don't it, it was criticize the team, him. The team went into a big funk. It wasn't like just him who. It was the same with like Liverpool with like Mane, I think, where where people were, I think, were were scapegoating mm-hmm. him, saying, "Oh, he's not, he's not scoring." Yeah, but none and, of us, none of us, no, put no, Mane honestly on not. The, but but this you is scape, first this of all, is, not first of some people, but you included scapegoated Mane. Like you can't, you oh, can't no. act. Like we all did. It was Mane and Firmino who both who both fell apart. I, I, def- I defended Mane. I but, defended Mane. I mean, I, like Alex was shitting. This is about picking uh, Son versus Kane. It is, it is. One, but, but yeah. But what, what I was saying was Harry Kane had 14 assists, leading the league in assists, and that's the reason Hyoming Sun has 17 goals. Wait, Remember 17 that game against Southampton where Harry Kane had a goal and really four good assists, from the wing. and all four assists went. Can to you tell me a winger, a winger who is better than Son? season a winger maybe Salah probably and that's Salah, why I have yeah. it that, okay and I think the second best winger in in this season was Son I don't know I don't think anyone else was better on the wing this season I would say maybe like Riyad Mahrez but I would be he's not up for contention because right I already had Ruben Diaz team. and and Son statistically had a much better season than Riyad Mahrez Riyad Mahrez showed up for like yeah like a 10-12 game spurt but Son had like a good Nah, you that's know, not fair. That's I, not fair. Riyad Mahrez had his best season at Manchester City like, for, since in the, joining in the Champions League. He he yeah. he, he. I think you're including okay. a lot of that. Yeah, but uh, okay. I'm not trying to say that Son had a bad season. I just think when you're picking between the two of them, it's so clear. It's clear as day to see that the reason Son had such a good season is because Harry Kane 
was forced to, and I think it overall it was to the detriment of the entire team. And because his team was so bad, he was forced to drop deeper and start playing those balls for Son and uh, Lucas Moore and other players to run onto. No, he's been doing uh, that for a few years now. What are you talking? Like that's not uh, like a new I've thing that he started doing this year. Is because this this was only the third time in Harry Kane's career that he had more than three thousand minutes in the Premier League, and you know that obviously led to twenty three goals and fourteen assists. The first time since nineteen ninety three that a player has led the league in goals and assists. Uh, and then the only other two times he's had 3,000 uh, minutes in the, in the league because he's had injuries so often were 2017-18 where he had 30 goals and two assists and then 15-16, the uh, breakout season for Pochettino Spurs when they almost pushed Leicester for the title. And that season he had 25 goals and one assist. So one and two assists in those two seasons where he had more than 3,000 minutes to now where he's a much more mature player. He's gotten 3,000 minutes again and managed to stay healthy when people like me were criticizing him and saying, like, ah, we know he's going to get injured anyway. He managed to play all those minutes, and he's, like, shown that he's fully grown his game. But now the problem is everyone around him has gotten worse. So, I mean, good for Son that he's able to take advantage of that. But Harry Kane is the reason that, you know, Son even has anywhere close to those stats. Like, and and the reason why I have Dominic Calvert Lewin is is it's because it's a no brainer for me. Yeah, is because he's he scored sixteen goals, um, which I think is very good for uh, you know someone who this was really his first season. Off. He no, he did, but but Everton fell off. He fell yeah, off. he was Everton good, but fell like, off, he but also he was still good. Off. He was still getting goals and assists. He was still you know playing playing that center you, forward. You should you should, pick, you should have picked uh, Patrick Bamford ahead of Calvert Lewin. Bamford had seventeen. You could have found another right back. You could have found someone else to replace Dallas. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of Peters. people better than Dominic Calvert-Lewin this season. It's a tough one, but 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 Calvert-Lewin's also going to be going to be the probably the the England he he seems to like Southgate wants seems to play like Kane and Calvert-Lewin or Calvert-Lewin still gets a lot of minutes in that team. I think there's a reason for that and he also played 33 games for Everton, which there weren't many players who played a lot of games. He was just like a mainstay in the team and you know, players like Richarlison, like uh, Andre Gomez getting hurt, like his service was. Alan got hurt. Hamas Rodriguez, when, yeah, like you said. Hamas Rodriguez was hurt like Dinier more than was half hurt the, for season. A big chunk of yeah. the season. So, like, yes, he, all the players who cross in, who were crossing into him and, like, like, you know, doing, creating for him, they just stopped doing that. So, of course, he fell off as well. But that's what Harry Kane became this year, too. Like, you could have said the same thing about Kane earlier in his career, and he's become a much more complete player now. Like, that's exactly what Alex is talking about. Like, how is that, How is that like, something that you're, like, you're going to knock? Like, that's something I would knock Dominic Calvert-Lewin for and say that why Kane was one of the best players in the, in the league for is that he's able to do it more on his own and assist others. Like, what was Calvert-Lewin's assist numbers like? It says he has uh, zero assists, which is not have, good. I, ha- I think I have him right here. Give me a sec. He had... Uh, I didn't even list his assists because he had so few. <laughs> I just did 16 goals in 33 games. Uh, he had a he had a half a goal every uh, 90 minutes, so a goal every other game. That's a good. Yeah, that's a that's a really good ratio. And he was on also too. Look at one of those 16 goals. Well, how what percentage of them came in the first? Very, half of the he season? had a, he went on a so very good hot streak to fun. start the season. That's why I ultimately didn't didn't consider him. Yeah, because I was betting on him all the time at the beginning of the year. He, it was like him and Raul Jimenez were my bet to score most weekends. Yeah, I mean, I I, I more then, I more again, picked him because him and, I, I had already picked players from every other team. But I guess I could have done yeah. I could have done Kane yeah, yeah, in the yeah, middle, no, I and it. then I don't know uh, I don't know who I would have put at right wing. That was my problem is that I like I didn't have a standout well, or at left wing. Salah's at right wing. I didn't have a standout left winger. That's why I picked yeah. Son because I think he was the standout left winger this season. I don't think anyone else was better than him at that position. Left wing. That I would agree with you. So that that so, I agree. So like Salah, yes, I think it's like uh, you're like, you're like really it. knocking me down Chelsea for, for not picking Kane. But I would say winger. outside of Harry Kane, what striker next to him would you say was like, you know, Bamford maybe like you said, but I think Bamford and Calvert Lewin were right both right up there like. As the, as the next best strikers in the league this season, I would have taken Aba, I would have taken Aubameyang. <laughs> Definitely not Aubameyang. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, that's that's you know that's why so far those two were were they both had phenomenal seasons. Like you said, Alex, seventeen goals for Bamford, sixteen for Calvert Lewin. But I I really do blame a lot of that because of the downfall of the team. Everton's dip in form. Um, I also kind of think 
that there there they probably knew that Ancelotti wasn't going to stay like the way that he left so quickly and that like all that stuff happened and apparently there was there's been grumblings Please. that oh so everyone now uh, Everton has Carlo Ancelotti is no longer the manager at Everton Everton does not have a manager currently um, and Zidane is out at Real Madrid and apparently the Real Madrid players have also known for a while so I don't know if that affected them but you know it's things like that that if if, if like you have one of the best managers in the world who Ancelotti still has shown that he's one of the best. And then he suddenly is like, you know, disillusioned with the project. I don't know. The, the, I, I don't think he was disillusioned. I think Real Madrid just called him, him wanted, and you don't say no to Real Madrid. <laughs> I think it was as yeah, simple as yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. They gave him everything they wanted. They went and got Hamas. Yeah, they but, went and got I mean, Allen, if Real Madrid calls got, you, you, you take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're at Everton and Real Madrid calls you, fuck yeah, you're taking it. It's fucking Everton. Like, yeah, that's fair. Duh. That's fair. I, I, can't, throw, I can't blame I want to throw a, a wrinkle in this before uh, we, we wrap up. So just to like finish out our teams of the season, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know if we like need to debate anything. Like they're all reasonable picks, I think. Even though we do have some differences, it's uh, only natural. Uh, but I want you guys to just go through your team, your full team, one more time for the listeners, and then at the end, pick a manager from any any team other than one of the teams that you've selected these players from, and have that be your manager. So you don't get any of, you know, get West Ham, you don't get, you don't get Chelsea, you don't get Man City, you don't get any of those managers and you pick a manager and you say that's the manager of your team of the season. So we're doing the same thing, you know, only, only one per uh, team, but with a manager, I haven't even thought about it. All right. I'll go, I'll, I'll go first. So yeah, um, so I, I have, I'll, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'm not changing more than one, one of my team. I have a uh, sauna left wing, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, a striker, right wing Salah. And then I went with the three in midfield. I changed that up. Um, so with Rice, Grealish, and Mount. Um, and then a back line of Saka, Maguire, Diesh, and Dallas. Um, and then Kasper Schmeichel, a goalkeeper. And then I would have Nuno Espirito Santo be my manager because the other managers, like, I'm not I'm not taking Steve Bruce. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, the whole I point mean, is that it's maybe slim pickings. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that bright, they're the Brighton manager. I don't even know his name. Did you not have any Brighton players? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, player. I didn't have a Brighton player, so I guess I could take. Oh, him. you didn't, Graham Potter. If you didn't have a Brighton player, then you should pick yeah, Graham Potter. Probably take Graham Potter. Yeah, maybe I'll take Graham Potter because I want my side to be more attacking. So fuck Nuno, I'll take Graham Potter. Andrew, your team. All right. Well. Harry Kane at striker, Jack Relis left wing, Mosala right wing, Bruno uh, Bruno Fernandez uh, center attacking midfield, Conte and Tuchek in uh, defensive midfield, Digne, Ben White, uh, Ruben Diaz, and uh, Dallas from Leeds, and then Castro uh, Michael in the center of the net. I'm going to go with Nuno Espirito Santo. Um, I think he would play a more attacking style if he had more of the pieces that he was expected to have, and if some of those pieces, you know, delivered on the end product a little bit. I mean, I feel like, like he's going to end up at Tottenham this year, and uh, I, I just, Di- just kind of feel like that's his level. Yeah, I do too. To like I do definitely do. next step up. Well, I mean, you got to remember that they lost Raul Jimenez this year, who his goals per per minute in the Premier League has been very good. Um, and they have a lot of young talent around the whole team. I mean, yes, you have Jean Moutinho, but you also have, I mean, uh, their right winger. Uh, uh, Pe- Pedro Neto, who's, I think, like 20 or 21. He, I think he had like, he had like nine goals and nine yeah, assists or something, Pedro, and he, he won their player of the season. And Potence yeah. is really young. Yeah, and Potence is really young, too. Like, And and uh, I love um, Ruben Neves. is one of my favorite players. It's Connor favorite Cody starts for England. They, they have a lot um, of decent players. Willie Bolly's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. They, they, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very good team there. There's very ambitious owners there. Um, I think, though, that they kind of have to still play a little bit of a defensive style because they know that's the best way to frustrate some of these bigger teams, and when you have a guy on like Jimenez, who's so good on set pieces, you play that you play, you play to win the game, man. Like um, it, there's with what you have, and and I think I still think they're a team that, that's going to develop a lot of young players and sell them on for big money, and then bring in more young Portuguese talent. But I don't think that means that he can't coach top tier talent. If you gave him my team, I think he would do pretty darn well in the Premier League. So uh, Nuno for me, not bad. I was trying to decide between Nuno and. Uh the guy I'm going to pick, but for uh, my team, uh, starting from the front, I did a, a 4-4-2 diamond. So the two up top, I had Harry Kane and Mohamed Salah. My attacking midfielder was Bruno Fernandez. Left center midfielder, Mason Mount. 
defensive midfield, uh, Eve Basuma from Brighton, uh, right center mid, Yuri Tielemans from Leicester City, and then across the back line, uh, left back Aaron Cresswell, Ben Godfrey from Everton, at center back alongside of uh, Ruben Diaz, Manchester City, and uh, like everyone else, Stuart Dallas, right back, and uh, from my Aston Villa player, Emiliano Martinez in goal. And my manager I would choose for this lineup, Steve Bruce. I have to give a, a very big apology to Steve Bruce because yeah, he, I had he some scathing words for him. You did. I had you some. Called him a dinosaur. We, okay, you to said be he fair, was done. I think we all picked Newcastle to get relegated. Did we not? Just want to hold everyone accountable to that. Probably. I, I feel we like probably we definitely did. That sounds did. like something we could do. I think we. It's a couple. I think. Andrew said West Ham were going to get relegated, so we need to go back and listen to those. I think a lot of <laughs> which people was reasonable West Ham at the time. Yeah, at the time. But what I'm yeah. trying to say is, all three of us West Ham thought got Newcastle were relegation fodder and that they were screwed. But I mean, they did go through some very, very bad runs this season, which made you think Joe oh, this Willock will finally God. be the one. Joe Willock is their savior. But then he made very shrewd moves, like Callum Wilson ended up being their uh, leading goal scorer with uh, fourteen, no, twelve goals this season. That's that's enough to keep you up. Twelve goals. Uh, I mean, it wasn't enough for him to keep Brighton up, but uh, twelve goals for Newcastle kept them up. And of course, like you said, Joe Willock in the January transfer window. Keep Bournemouth uh, up, not Brighton. Oh, yeah, you're right, to keep uh, Bournemouth up. But uh, but then he also made that move for Joe Willick. Uh, so good on Steve Bruce. He uh, proved me wrong, and I'll probably stay away from him uh, for my relegation picks for next year because he seems like he at least has a little bit of an idea of what that he knows what he's doing because they, they had some very impressive wins this year, including that West Ham one, the crazy West Ham one. So shout out to Steve Bruce, and I'm very sorry. On that note, do you want to do you want to wrap things up? That's a good, uh, These were fun teams of the season. I do, I do. Um, so I do have an announcement. So this is actually going to be, you know, Euros are coming up. There's the uh, Copa America coming up, but this is actually going to be probably my last podcast with these guys for a while. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have a full time job in radio, and I do another podcast on the side, and I have a lot going on. So it's tough to try to, um, you know, to be a part of the podcast every week. I feel like I missed a lot more this year than I have, frankly, since I moved to New York. And just right now with the way my schedule is and trying to have, you know, do two to three pods a week, um, it's it's gotten to be a little bit too much. And I love this podcast. Um, I still am going to be watching soccer. I'm still going to be tweeting about soccer. I'm still going to be doing videos. But um, I can't give this podcast as much love and attention as it deserves. And for that reason, I will be taking a um, pretty far step back. Um, I'm sure I'll still pop on every now and then to talk about whatever big Liverpool game is happening. And um, I'll still be around. You guys can still pester me on Twitter. I, like I said, I'm still going to be gambling on soccer. Um, I'd like to make plus money a full-time thing as I launched that this year, but I didn't make it happen every week, but that's only a 10 minute commitment. This is a lot more than that. And I just don't have the time to really um, give this my all. So rather than um, rather than half-ass it, I think it's time to give Alex and Javier the full reins on this podcast and go wherever they decide to go. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the journey. This thing started in, for those of you who don't know, my parents' basement where Alex would come over once a week and we would talk about soccer um, across um, across my ping pong table, I believe. So um, we've now grown to um, broadcasting from two states and a city. And uh, because DC doesn't have statehood, people forget that. <laughs> Go make DC a state. Um, not to get to pol- not to get political, um, but I just don't have the time to to give this as much attention as I would like. And for that, well, no, reason, there, I've decided there's, that, there's obviously the very um, obvious best. reason that Liverpool have peaked, and you're getting out now before they completely yeah, collapse you're, again. You're I mean, becoming, it, it, you're it, being I'm a understand. Now, Andrew. You're running away. It makes sense. They win the Champions League okay. and then the Premier League, yeah. and there's then they have a bad season. Right and now. you're out. We get it. Yeah. It's fine. But but in yeah. all seriousness, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, cool. I do have to say it uh, it has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for being the one. I will own up to it right now. Being the one who hit me up to say, "Hey, I need someone to talk about soccer with. Will you? Uh, will you do it?" And I just finished doing another uh, yeah. podcast that was uh, more general, and you know, I always enjoyed the more soccer focused stuff because it was what I knew more about. Anyway, so to have someone reach out to me and basically say, like, dangle this carrot I was already kind of thinking about in front of me. 
it was uh, it, it was it was great, and I was very happy to drive over to your uh, your, your parents' place, and then drive over to your uh, when you moved out to your place in uh, in, in Maryland, and uh, and then keep going on with this through. Uh, I never, thick and I never, thin. yeah, I never experienced the parent basement, but um, I ended up many yes, times did. going to. Javier, to you oh, did. I did. You're right. You did I did because you it was the night Donald no, Trump you... was elected. I remember yeah. oh, you and me. Right. We recorded right. the pod, and then we went and got Korean barbecue and watched him win, and all of the Koreans in the place just not give a shit. <laughs> Like we were seeing everyone else freaking um, well, out, but all the Koreans the there were just like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, we've done this for, this is the fifth season. We've seen Chelsea win the league. We've seen Liverpool win the league. Arsenal win some FA cups along the way, obviously Chelsea and Liverpool win European glory. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not walking away from soccer content. I'm sure I will be back on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would hate myself if I didn't um, mention that. Uh, obviously, Andrew, you are welcome back anytime you want. Anytime there is a major development with Liverpool, I appreciate that. You will forever and always be our Liverpool yeah. correspondent. I don't know if we could uh, stop it, even if we wanted to. So, yeah, but you're welcome back whenever. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I'll, and, uh, and yeah, so um, it's, it's not, nice. It's not goodbye. Yeah, and, See uh, you later. Thank, thanks, Andrew, for you know always doing the hosting. Um, and also, I think you taught Alex how to do the editing at the beginning, right? Um, I don't. I think st- little no, stuff like that. He didn't teach me shit. I taught he didn't myself. Teach you? Oh, okay, you did yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay. I did, I re- I All really right. Maybe I'm giving you too much credit. Yeah, I'm giving you too really much credit did. here. Alex actually. I give- Alex edits in a different uh, software. I give, I give Andrew a lot of credit for a lot of things, but I I edit this shit myself. Yeah, which, uh, thank you for doing that, Alex. Thank um, you. But no, uh, th- thanks for thanks for always you know hosting yeah. Andrew. And uh, I know you have a such a busy schedule with broadcasting and, and the weird times that all that is. So um, you know you know please do do plus money. So because I'm sure people still want to get your your takes and your bets out there. And you know I'm sure people. It seems like that's taken Andrew off on well. a Monday. There's nothing yeah. better than Andrew betting on a Monday. So you know there's there's yeah there I, is. I think you've got I there think you've got something there and you know. And you know, we, you'll you'll still hear Andrew. I'm, I'm sure he'll still be around. So, trust me, I'm fucking loud. I'm in Brooklyn. Like, if you hear someone scream about Liverpool, it's probably me. I guarantee that. So, um, with that, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened and supported, given us a retweet, um, told their friends, left a rating when we used to use the voicemail. If you called. If you've been a part of the podcast in any capacity, frankly, listening is more than enough. I just want to say thank you. If you want to shoot me a message, it's at Andrew Prasaro on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but like I said, I'm not. I'm going away, but I'm not. Here, boys. I'm kinda, we you know, still out here. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I still have Paul Joyce's tweets turned on for Liverpool. Trust me. I uh, the takes are going nowhere, um, but I want I want to see these boys grow this thing uh, for the final time. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro at ASMoss92 at JavierRev9 and at Ghost Gold Pod. And until next time. See ya. That's just the final time for Andrew. We're still going on, bro. Keep rolling, 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 rolling.